Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. That has been our theme this Advent season as we have been attempting to prepare room in our own hearts for King Jesus, for uh, the arrival, as we celebrate his arrival 2,000 years ago and as we look forward to his uh, return, to his coming again. Uh, welcome to our candlelight Christmas Eve service here at Living Hope Community Church. If I've not had the pleasure of meeting you, my name is Rich Schmidt. I'm the pastor here, and uh, I just want to say up front, this is weird, all right? Uh, for 20 years on Christmas Eve, we have gathered together. Uh, it's our only evening service of the whole year, and we have filled the room, uh, the dark room, with people, with family, with visiting family, with friends, uh, people coming together to celebrate, to sing the Christmas carols, to read the Christmas story, to celebrate communion together, and it's been a, a part of our Christmas Eve tradition uh, for the longest time. And uh, this year, uh, well, we're going to do all of it except for the gathering together in a dark room, uh, I suppose. And uh, we will even uh, light candles. Uh, we've been lighting the Advent candles uh, each of the past four Sundays. And tonight we will light the center candle, the white candle that represents Christ's presence with us. And so if you have a white candle there in your home uh, later in the service as we light this candle, you can light that candle there. And, uh, and remember that Christ is present with you right where you are. Uh, even though we can't gather together in the room and pass that flame from candle to candle like we normally do, uh, we can still celebrate Christ's presence with us. Emmanuel, God with us. You know, I forgot. We like to begin our services with this greeting Christians have used for a long, long time. The Lord be with you. It's, uh, it's good to be together, even though we're only gathered virtually this year. Uh, this idea of Christ being Emmanuel, God with us, is, um, is uh, what's well, the theme of this first song that we're going to sing, uh, this first Christmas carol we'll sing together, and it expresses some of that desire that we have as we look around at a world that is not yet right, and we're longing for God to show up on the scene. Uh, so uh, we have the privilege tonight of having Doug and Mary Anderson lead us in this song. We haven't had, uh, we haven't had the chance to see Doug and Mary leading us uh, in music for most of this pandemic season. Um, so we're thrilled to have them uh, leading us tonight.
Amen. We can rejoice because Emmanuel and because God is with us in Jesus Christ. Uh, tonight, uh, we're going to uh, alternate between Christmas carols and the Christmas story, and uh, we're looking at Luke's gospel as he tells the story of Jesus's birth and life and ministry and death and resurrection. And um, in Luke chapter 2, uh, you can pretend I'm Linus from the, the Peanuts uh, uh, Christmas special if you'd like. Uh, it's that same story that you've probably heard before. Uh, at that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Uh, we talked this past Sunday from Luke chapter 1 as Mary receives the announcement from the angel Gabriel that she was highly favored and that God was going to work in her life in an amazing, unexpected way to bring about the birth of their king, their savior, Jesus, the one who would save his people from their sins, the one who would be called Emmanuel, God with us. And here we see uh, in Luke chapter 2 his arrival. Uh, but first, <laughs> we see that they are not, uh, that Mary and Joseph are not in um, complete control of their own lives. Uh, there are more powerful people uh, that get named at the beginning of this. There's a Roman emperor who's decreeing that a census must be taken. There's a, a governor, uh, Quirinius, governor of Syria. And, uh, and people have to, it wasn't that uh, you had to go to a website and fill out a form or you had to answer the door to a census taker. Uh, in this situation, they had to go back where they came from, go to their an own ancestral town to register for this census. And so Joseph, being descended from King David, had to go back to the city of David, to Bethlehem. And Mary goes with him. Mary, whose life had been so dramatically interrupted uh, by this angel's announcement, by this surprise pregnancy, uh, as God is using her to bring Jesus into the world. Uh, they have to travel, as if it's not enough for your life to be interrupted uh, by this surprise pregnancy that you had to explain then to your fiancé, and, and God has to send an angel to Joseph uh, to explain. Um, and I'm sure there were all kinds of uh, knowing glances from neighbors and from friends as, uh, as she began to show, and uh, as they were not yet married. Uh, so as interrupted as her life already was, now they have, they're being pushed around by the powers in place, uh, having to travel very pregnant, having to give birth far from home, uh, must not have been a pleasant experience. Uh, I think we can all relate, at least in part, um, to not being entirely in control of our own lives these days, uh, that there are larger forces at work uh, that are causing us to have to do life differently, uh, to celebrate Christmas in ways that we um, would not have chosen if we, uh, if, we, if we got to make these decisions all on our own. Uh, much of this year has been an exercise in frustration, in us doing the best that we can, um, playing the hand that we've been dealt. And, uh, and that's what Joseph and Mary are doing as well. This is the world. These are the people that Jesus comes to. This is where God shows up. He doesn't show up in the, in the halls of power. He, he doesn't show up in the capital city. He shows up in this small backwater town in some dark corner of the Roman Empire. He shows up right where we live, here and now. It's, uh, it's surprising. It's unexpected. And that's where this next song goes. Shepherds watch 
story continues in Luke chapter 2 and verse 8 says that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby guarding their flocks of sheep suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them they were terrified but the angel reassured them don't be afraid he said I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people the Savior yes the Messiah the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem the city of David and you will recognize him by this sign you will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. I'm going to pause there before we continue with the story of these shepherds. Um, again, we see God coming to perhaps some unlikely characters. Uh, he's going to the people who are, who are working the night shift, uh, people who are out there in the fields watching the sheep, uh, working the shift that nobody else wanted. And these are the people to whom God makes his grand birth announcement, that his son has been born, that the new king, the Messiah, the anointed one, the Christ, uh, this one who would, who would be the savior, that he, announcing his birth announces it to these poor shepherds working in the fields. Uh, it must have been... Stunning to them uh, to receive this announcement, uh, to have their life interrupted in this way. Um, but, uh, but nonetheless, this is how God operates, uh, that God sometimes surprises us, that God meets us in the middle of darkness, in the middle of ordinariness, in the middle of our job. God shows up 
and says, hey, there's, there's good news. Uh, I'm doing a good thing. Um, <laughs> I am still at work. I have not forgotten you. You are not abandoned. You are not alone out here. Um, I'm with you. And this announcement um, <laughs> that uh, good news that will bring great joy to all people, given a sign by which to recognize it, and then the armies of heaven praising God. I think sometimes we uh, hear about angels and we have a very, um, uh, I don't know, I don't know the image that we have. I think I grew up with little angels around the house, little ceramic uh, angels, and they were all kind of, you know, cute and chubby little children looking angels, you know, or they, uh, or they were tall, slender women uh, who were like standing over a crib or something like that, you know, and um, these are the armies of heaven. Uh, these are <laughs> these are soldiers. These are heavenly armies who are uh, singing, chanting. Um, maybe this was like a, a march tune. I'm not sure. But glory to God in highest heaven, peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Jesus shows up to people longing for peace and proclaims peace. People who are longing for some good news in the midst of all the bad and says, no, I'm, I'm bringing good news a Savior is coming. This is good news that will bring great joy to all people. Not just to the few who are getting this announcement at first. Uh, not just to those of us who are gathered together on a Christmas Eve to celebrate it. Uh, this is good news that will bring great joy to all people. You have neighbors. You have family. You have friends uh, who right now um, are not feeling very joyful. And there is good news that can bring them joy, that God knows them, uh, that God is with them, that God has heard their cries, even if they don't believe in him, that God is attentive to them, cares about them. There is good news that God is coming to make things right. All right, uh, we've got a song about this uh, This birth announcement, this, uh, this Merry Christmas, this first Noel that was said, and uh, thankfully the Svelbars are able to be with us uh, to lead us in this one. Right. 
Luke's story continues. It says, when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Uh, I'm a fan of these shepherds. This is, this is perhaps my favorite part of the whole Christmas story. It probably stems back to when I was a kid. And uh, <laughs> sorry, mom. Uh, every, every year growing up, my mom was very involved with kids ministry back then, even as she is today. And uh, at, at our church, we did a little Christmas musical. And um, uh, I don't remember the name of it. I'll have to find out. But uh, I got to play one of the shepherds. But it was like a modern-day version of the story. And so the shepherds weren't shepherds. They were, uh, they were grease monkeys. They were working in a garage. Uh, they were working the night shift, uh, fixing cars. And, uh, and the angels show up to us. And, uh, and I think we had a whole song and a whole routine. And Anyway, um, I, I've always had a fondness for the shepherds. Uh, maybe for that reason. Um, but I, I love the kind of the, the way that they have a chance to, to respond. Uh, they receive this good news, and then they have a choice to make. And we see in Luke's story, he, he tells us, the shepherds talk about it. Like, well, let's go. Let, let's see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. We've received this good news. Let's, let's go check it out. Let's see for ourselves. And uh, this is an opportunity that all of us have. We hear this good news. God loves you. He's seen you. He's come to you to make things right. What do we do with that? Do we hear that good news proclaimed in church or on the radio or by a TV preacher and just say, yeah, it's nice that some people believe that. I'm going to watch the game. Do we show up for a service, maybe on a Sunday, hear the good news that God loves us and is, is <laughs> uh, opening up new possibilities for us? Uh, if we will trust him, if we'll follow Jesus Christ, if we'll open our, our hearts and minds and lives up to him, that life can be different. Do we hear this good news and then just go back to life as usual? These shepherds could have done that. They could have said, man, that was weird. Never seen angels before. That was, that was pretty cool. All right. Oh, hey, hey, that sheep's getting away. Hey, come on. Let's. They could have just gone right back to what they were doing. But instead they say, man, if God is doing something amazing, let's Let's look into it. Let's investigate. Let's check this thing out. Let's see if this is true. And so they do. They hurry. They go to the village. They find the baby and Mary and Joseph. And just like you said, look, there's a baby lying in a manger in a feeding trough. Man, that's a weird thing. This must really be, this must be the baby. This must be true. And they're telling everybody, guys, some angels appeared to us. They said that this baby that's just been born out here, it's lying in a, in a feeding trough down the road. This baby is going to be the king. It's going to be the Messiah, the one we've been waiting for, that God is, is showing up to make things new, to make things right. Everybody who heard the story was astonished. It says Mary kind of treasured these things in her heart. She knew more, more of the story than they did. And then, yes, the shepherds went back to their flocks. They went back to work, but they were changed. They were glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen that was just as the angel had told them. All of us are going to go on with life. Uh, this service is going to end. You're going to turn off your phone or your device or your TV or whatever it is that you're using to participate in this service, and, um, and your evening will continue. Uh, you might have some Christmas Eve celebration. You might have uh, some Christmas Day celebrations happening. Uh, there's some holiday. There's some change of schedule right now. We're all looking forward to the new year and to, to, try, to letting go of 2020 and, and saying hello to a hopefully much better 2021. Uh, but then life is going to continue. You're going to go back to school. Uh, you're going to go back to work. Um, life is going to go on. And we have a decision to make. Is life going to go on just as usual as if we hadn't heard this good news? Or are we going to look into it? Are we going to lean in? Are we going to investigate? Are we going to take our questions and let them lead us uh, forward in a search for truth? I, I love these shepherds because um, I love encouraging people to, to seek the truth, 
to respond, to do something with the, the good news that they've heard. I'm encouraging you to do that. Maybe you need to, uh, I don't know, to keep tuning in on Sundays. Uh, I would say show up, but uh, very few churches have people showing up these days uh, because of the whole situation. Uh, but maybe you need to read. Maybe you need to, maybe you need to watch a few more Christmas Eve services. Maybe you need to check out some of the other churches in town or in the world. Every, everything's online right now. You can, you can visit churches all over the world tonight if you want to. Maybe you need to investigate. Maybe you need to grab that Bible uh, that you haven't touched in months and you've been meaning to, but you know, uh, things are busy. Maybe you need to go ahead and, and you know, find Luke in the table of contents and read this story for yourself. Luke chapter 2. Maybe you need to keep reading. Read about Jesus. Read about who he was, what he did, the, the way he loved, the way he uh, impacted the people around him. Maybe you need to investigate and see, is it really true that God knows me and loves me and wants to enter into my life, that he wants to be king, that, that he wants to lead me into a, a new and better life than the life I've been living? Is it possible that I can go back to school or go back to work or go back to, to life and it not be just life as usual? Could life really be different? I believe it could be. I believe it can be and it will be if you'll respond, if you will lean in, if you'll follow the example of these shepherds. All right. Um, we've got another song. Um, lead us. gospel now and move to the next book in our Bibles, the John's gospel and his telling of the story. We've got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that all tell the stories of Jesus' life and death and resurrection and all that he did. Um, you know, Matthew's version starts out with the stories of the, uh, the star and the wise men and um, Luke gives us the angels and shepherds. Mark skips to grown-up Jesus. And, uh, but John, he takes a step back and looks kind of cosmically at Jesus. He, he wants us to definitely not miss the fact that Jesus is much more than, uh, than a little baby in a manger. He wants us to see that Jesus really is God in the flesh, God with us. And so he starts his gospel like this. He says, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. 
God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. A few verses later, he says, He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. This is the amazing story of Christmas. This is what we celebrate, is that God became flesh. God became one of us, entered into our brokenness to bring his healing, entered into our darkness to, to shine his light, entered in even to our death, to conquer death and sin and the devil and to bring us his life. It's a beautiful thing, and we, again, need to respond to it. Um, just like those shepherds had to investigate, uh, John's gospel says, look, he came into the world he created and the world didn't recognize him, came to his own people, they rejected him, but to those who believed him, trusted him, to those who accepted him, who made room in their hearts for their king, he gave them the right to become children of God, to be reborn, to have a fresh start, to have new life in him. This... Uh, it reminds me of what John says just a couple chapters later in John chapter 3, verse 16. Some of the, probably the most famous verse in all the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God didn't send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. That's the next verse. Saying, look, we could continue in the darkness we could continue down this road that's leading to our perishing. It's like we can't see what's in front of us, but that's a, it's a cliff we're about to drive off of. Saying, Or we could allow his light to shine. We could step into the light. We could accept him. We could believe him. We could trust Jesus when he says that the God who made us loves us and is with us. We could accept that we don't do such a good job when we try to be our own little gods and try to run our own world. But if we will make room in our hearts, if we will receive our king, if we will let him lead, if we will trust him to lead us well, then he will lead us into a life that is beautiful. That's what we were created for. That's the invitation we have before us today, is to allow this light to shine in us. All right, uh, just a moment here. I'm going to pray, uh, lead us in the Lord's Prayer, and then uh, we're going to celebrate communion. Uh, now, we're having to do that a little bit differently uh, this year, too. So uh, uh, if you would like to celebrate with us, uh, you can gather together some bread, some juice, or the closest you've got to those things there at home. And uh, uh, we're going to pray. And then we're actually going to sing one more song before we celebrate communion. So let's bow our heads and let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for the love you have shown us in giving us your son, Jesus Christ. Help us. Uh, during this very dark season that we find ourselves in. Help us to be open to receiving your light. God, we are, we are hungry for it. We are, <laughs> we are desperate for it. We want to see your light shining in the darkness. So tonight, God, would you give us hope? Would you help those of us who are feeling uh, close to the edge of despair? God, would you, would you grant us hope? Would you grant us an awareness of your presence with us, Emmanuel, God, with us? Would you help us to know that you are not far away from us, not at all. You are right here with us, right where we live, right in the middle of our, of our hurt, of our brokenness, of our grief, right in the middle of our disappointments, our frustrations. God, you meet us where we live. And right now, your light is shining right now. That the good news is being proclaimed right now. We have the opportunity to respond, to say, okay, God, I think there may be something to this. I need your grace. I need your help. I need your love. So I'm reaching out to you. God, as we reach out to you, as we cry out to you, 
Help us to find you faithful. As we just read, Jesus, full of unfailing love and faithfulness. That's who you are. So would you help us to meet the real you? Would you help us to encounter your grace and your love? Thank you, God. Uh, We see this and we celebrate this in this sacrament of communion. As we offer to you these simple gifts, bread, juice, food, drink. God, we offer these things to you and pray that by your Spirit's presence here with us right now, that we might meet our crucified and risen Savior in his body and in his blood, remembering that you came to us. You lived the life that we live this very human, very broken life. And you infused it with the life of God. You have made new life possible for us where before there was only perishing and death. You have shined your light into our darkness. So we offer you ourselves today, God. And we pray that by your Holy Spirit's work, we might be transformed that we might have a new hope, that we might have new faith in you, that we might find ourselves forgiven of our sins as we acknowledge them to you, that we might find ourselves embraced by you and welcomed into your family as reborn sons and daughters. Thank you, God. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for this holy day that we get to celebrate your gift to us of love in Jesus Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, Would you pray with me the prayer that Jesus taught us? Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Uh, The High Saws are going to lead us in uh, in one more song before we celebrate communion together. And and then after we've done that, we'll finally get to, uh, to lighting the candles. So let's sing. Weary world, we 
comes the wise men from Orient land. The king of kings laid us in lowly manger in all our trials, born to that Jesus was betrayed, prepared to give his life for us all. He was having a meal with his disciples, the, the, celebrating the Passover, celebrating God's great uh, victory over the forces of slavery in Egypt, setting his people free. And now Jesus takes that meal and reimagines it and uh, makes it about himself and the work that God was doing, the new thing that God was doing in him. He took the bread and he said, um, this is my body broken for you. When you eat this, do it in remembrance of me. So let's take and eat the bread. After supper, he took the cup. When he had given thanks, he gave it to them, said, this is my blood poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Drink this in remembrance of me. Let's take and let's drink. We do remember 
Lord Jesus, the great love that you have shown us. Thank you for coming to us, entering our broken human existence and transforming it by your light and life and love. Fill us with your spirit that we might be changed, that we might be transformed by your presence here with us, right where we live, that our lives might be different because we have encountered you, our Savior, our King. Thank you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, some of you have been dying to light these candles. Uh, remember what I said in, uh, in John's gospel, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. That is something that, uh, that we need to be reminded of. Uh, and so if you would like, uh, now is your chance to take and light that little white candle and uh, remember that Christ is present with you. Right there where you are, Christ is present. He is with you. He loves you. He is never far from you. Uh, the high songs are going to lead us in one last song. for joining us for our candlelight Christmas Eve celebration. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen.